the Monday, y'all, is on the air. Welcome back to the All Southern Show. Hopefully your Easter weekend was absolutely gorgeous and wonderful. We're so glad that you could take some time to start your new week right here with y'all, with your host, the General John Rawl. Our number here at y'all is 803-816-1170. On the World Wide Web, our address is yall.com, y'all.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. And should I let the cat out of the bag? Old Peter Cottontail came through for us <laughs> at Easter. And friends, we now can be found, in addition, on the World Wide Web and or if you have a smartphone, you can get the Y'all Show at Podcast if you have an iPhone. But how about this? If you have the TuneIn app, you can listen to the Y'all Show each and every day there. And... Drum roll. Y'all is now officially a part of the iHeartRadio app. So we're now on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, and the Apple iTunes podcast app, plus all kinds of other goodies. If you want to listen to the Y'all show, in addition to our great radio stations that carry us each and every day, we're also on all kinds of smartphone apparati as we're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and podcast and so much more check it out it, there's no excuse to not hear the show that's all about dixie coming up on today's show that's all about the south we've got some fun stuff coming your way we have headlines from around dixie to get us through the first part of the show and then we've got some information more from a political perspective that we'll share with you later this hour all that in hour one when we get to hour two, we've got some big sports headlines to pass along as we look back at the weekend. And sad news, sadly, for Tennessee Vols fans is one of the great players from a long time ago on Rocky Top, Reggie Cobb. He went on to have a long career in the NFL playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and more. And he's most recently been a scout in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers. He died Saturday at the age of 50 and we're not totally sure, but it looks like it could have been a heart attack that caused the death of this Knoxville native, Reggie Cobb, dying at 50, and an NFL great, both as a player and, and now in an executive role with the 49ers organization. So we'll have more information on that death to start hour two. We've got to look back at some of the golf headlines from the weekend as the Sea Pines Plantation, Harbor Town on Hilton Head Island welcomed in the RBC Heritage Classic, and we have the winner of that plus more sports headlines including a look at the nba playoffs we're right in the thick of the round one action in fact at least one team's already packed its bags and headed home they've been eliminated we'll tell you about all that in hour two to start things off then in the second part of hour two jerry short's not going to be able to join us this week he's having some health problems so let's put our prayers in for jerry i know he was at the hospital for a checkup last night and hopefully all will be well with the Takapola storyteller but we will not have jerry at least live on today's show we are going to have a recent interview that i did with jerry where he talked about how he did something more than 50 years ago and someone remembered that when they ran into him for the first time in 50 years and you talk about quite the payback and jerry's going to recall that it's a story in an interview i did with him two months ago but since jerry's not here today i thought it was worth repeating so we'll have that later this hour but before we get to jerry another sad story to tell you here on today's y'all show over the weekend i lost a friend of mine rick davis he died at the age of 72 now you don't know rick unless you lived around oxford mississippi like i did for 16 years 
He was the epitome of class and a Christian and a citadel man like myself. And I got to know Rick. And I'm going to tell you some wonderful things about this guy who started out his life in an orphanage. And so if you think you have a rough go of it, listen to this story. Ten years ago, back in 2009, I interviewed Rick on the Citadel Gray Line. That is a show I've hosted and produced for about 12 years, all about the Citadel Bulldogs from Charleston, South Carolina. And I had Rick come on the show, and I did the interview. And the portion that we're going to play on today's Y'all Show is the portion where he talks about growing up in an orphanage. Like I said, if you think your life is is rough, you've got a, a really hard deal, think about growing up where your parents pretty much abandoned you. And that was the case with Rick. And this guy went from going from an orphanage to the Citadel, where he got a scholarship. He graduated. He served in the Army went to law school, and he served as an attorney and a public defendant in Lafayette County, Mississippi for decades, and he just died at the age of 72. And I'm going to give him a salute, not because of all those accolades, but also something incredible he's done in the last three years while he battled brain cancer. You're not going to believe what he did to me and what a difference he made for me. And it's why we're giving Rick Davis a proper salute as he's being buried today I want to honor my friend. Then, you know, Rick Rick was a great guy. Jerry Short is a great guy. And we'll go back as we wrap up today's show with Jerry and get him to recall the the repaying of a wonderful gesture that he did 50-plus years ago. That's all in hour two of today's Y'all Show. Well, hopefully your Easter Sunday was beautiful and sun-splashed and you had a nice outfit. Maybe you got to be around kids, grandkids. Maybe you are a kid. You got to see Peter Cottontail stop by. We hope that was wonderful. Unfortunately, before Sunday for most of the South, it had been a rough couple of days weather-wise. And we know now that at least five people have died in this severe weather outbreak as it hit starting in, I think, Louisiana got it first. I know there were some lives lost in Mississippi, Alabama. There was lives lost. I know they had tornadoes in South Carolina. Virginia had a bunch of tornadoes. And so just... A rough go of it. We know that the in Mississippi and Amit County, the coroner there said that a 24-year-old was killed while driving in severe weather, and the car crashed in the Gillsburg community in Amit County, which is South Mississippi, and the driver died as a result of those injuries. And I know there was a death also in St. Clair County, Alabama. A woman there killed when a tree fell on her home, and then it went into Alabama, Georgia, into the Carolinas. It was rough too. Now. How about this? Widespread power outages across the South. Over 200,000 electric customers were without power Friday night from Mississippi to Florida on up into Virginia. And North Carolina had more outages than any of the states. 70,000 power outages, according to the website poweroutage.us. Those numbers probably have all dissipated, only a handful probably by now. But you don't expect this kind of hit to, to kind of affect the entire region. But from Texas all the way to Virginia, even I, I see one little bad spot in southeast corner of Tennessee. Everybody else, Arkansas, Oklahoma, I think Kentucky is the only southern state that did not have any issues with this storm that went through toward the end of last week on into Saturday. And again, I know people picking up the damage with tornadoes. And again, five, at least five people losing their life as a result of this awful April outbreak here leading into Easter. 
Now, if you travel this weekend, you might have noticed something, and this is not the best of news. The average price of gas in the country has now spiked 13 cents per gallon. The average price of a tank of gas is, uh, or a gallon of gas, $2.91 a gallon. Industry analysts say one of the reasons for the spike of increase in crude oil cost. And prices at the pump have jumped 25 cents over the past month and 60 cents over the past 14 weeks. I remember it wasn't long ago that in some of the South, we had prices well under $2 for a while. And boy, wasn't that a great thing? The highest average price in the nation is $4.04. You, you want to take a stab where that just might be? No, it's not New York. It's in the San Francisco Bay area, 404 for a gallon of gas. The lowest gas prices in the country right now. Hey, how about this, LSU? You're number one. The lowest price is Baton Rouge, Louisiana, $2.45 a gallon. The average price of diesel rose four cents over the past two weeks to 314. Remember, diesel was supposed to be the savior a long time ago, and they started making a lot of cars with diesel because it was going to be so much cheaper. It's really strange to see diesel be more expensive than, I guess, regular petroleum that we see in cars. So, yeah, that's unleaded as we, I guess, normally would call it. But, yeah, gas prices moving on up, and that's not a good thing. I'd like to see it back around $2. President Trump, can you help us out here? Thank you. That would be greatly appreciated, sir. Now, this was a story some 20-plus years ago, back in 1998 in Jasper, Texas. James Byrd Jr., he endured one of the most hateful, awful crimes in American history. Remember, that was the guy that was dragged behind a car, behind a pickup, and he died as a result of that. And the country kind of focused in on Jasper, Texas for a while because, we, frankly, we just haven't seen this kind of awful killing of a black man in this country. So openly in this case dragging him behind a pickup truck well it turns out that today or this week i should say in texas the person associated with that dragging death is expected to be executed in the state of texas so it's been all these years but it's sure enough john william king who is 44 years old and an avowed racist who orchestrated the attack is slated to be put to death in two days on wednesday and he will be the second man executed in the case, as Lawrence Russell Brewer was executed back in 2011. The third participant, Sean Allen Berry, was sentenced to life in prison. So another of the three scheduled for the death chair, or however they do it in Texas, I guess a lethal injection. But sure enough, back in June of 1998, these three white men beat Bird after offering him a ride. They chained him. He was 49 years old to the back of a truck and dragged his body for nearly three miles along a secluded road in the Piney Woods outside of Jasper, Texas. And he was alive for at least two miles, according to the authorities, before his body was ripped to pieces. And prosecutors said he was targeted because he was black. Again, that was an awful thing. I'm sure most of you who were around in the 90s remember that. They're from East Texas. But one of the three that were accused and convicted of killing him set to be executed this week in, I guess, Huntsville, Texas is where the killing will happen of this convicted killer. In Little Rock, the state there is now facing a new court fight over a sedative that it uses for executions. And a federal lawsuit filed by death row inmates has renewed this court fight over whether the sedative that Arkansas uses for lethal injections causes torturous executions two years after the state raced to put eight convicted killers to death in 11 days before a previous batch of the drug expired. 
and the state of Arkansas recently expanded the secrecy surrounding its lethal injection drug sources, and the case heading to trial Tuesday could impact its efforts to restart executions that have been on hold due to a lack of the drugs. It's also will be the latest in a series of battles over Midzalem, a sedative that other states have moved away from using amid claims it doesn't render inmates fully unconscious during its lethal injections. And the attorney general there in Arkansas looking into that, she's Leslie Rutledge. And again, they're in a, in a battle there in the natural state over the drug used for their executions in the natural state. Well, I don't think they can use this in Florida for, for robbers, but my goodness, somebody needs to beat these guys over the head. Uh, Florida in there, in the state of Florida, sledgehammers were used by thieves there to steal over $340,000 of jewelry. And these suspects, all in Orange County, Florida, they took it out of a store at the mall there in Orange County, again, stealing over $340,000. And the suspects, Lorenzo Caldwell, Torin Johnson, Shamia Dorsey, and a 17-year-old were arrested on charges of first-degree grand theft and felony criminal mischief. And the teenager was taken to a juvenile facility, according to an affidavit. All of the suspects are 21 years or younger. But that is a lot of jewelry taken out there from Mayer's Jewelry. And they did this in the broad daylight, 6, 10 p.m. I guess that's not broad daylight, but it's still plenty of light there in the Orlando area. And store employees told officers that some of the 17 watches taken were embellished with diamonds that ranged from $6,500 in price to $39,000. And again, they took it out, but they did end up getting caught. And that's good news for Mayor's Jewelry. And these four now off in behind bars, stealing over $340,000 worth of jewelry. And I guess jewelry these days is probably a little cheaper than it might be, let's say, around Valentine's or or maybe at Christmas when I guess jewelry prices spike at those peak times of year. Could have been a lot more expensive jewelry in a couple of more months. <laughs> hey, how about this story from the United Methodists? I know there were a lot of people that showed up at Methodist churches around the country on Sunday for Easter, but unfortunately for Methodists around the country, at least members of the United Methodist Church, that denomination is getting closer and closer to a split, and it all has to do with LGBT policies. Now, remember, when they met back in February in St. Louis, the group voted 438 to 384 for a proposal called the Traditional Plan, which strengthens the Methodist Church's ban on LGBT-inclusive practices. But more and more are looking to maybe go off and do their own thing, which I think that's going to happen anyway. If the LGBT, pro-LGBT group won, you'd see the conservatives form their own form of United Methodist Church, or if the reverse happened, which was the case, you would see that happen. So if you're a member of the UMC, chances are you're going to be split up just like Lutherans have been, just like I think Episcopalians have been, and although Baptists have not yet, don't be surprised this this is a growing movement and we just told you the other day how churches frankly have about a 20 percent decline in membership these days as compared to 20 years ago and lgbt pro lgbt stances may have something to do with that by some of these churches just not sure the all the reasons of course i would say the internet has something to do with it by the way that's how i attended church on sunday i i watched it from my first cousin who's a preacher I hadn't seen him lately, and that's how I watched it. And I felt 
I felt the power. And so I, I think you don't have to always be in a brick and mortar church to get the good book and get the good message. But maybe that's what the United Methodist Church needs to get behind. Maybe whichever side of the argument you're on there. Maybe they're probably already doing it, frankly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my Easter story. And hopefully you were either able to make it if you're a Christian or you did just what I did and found something either online or perhaps on a local television station. That, that's that's what matters, just taking a, a little bit of time and, and being thankful and remembering the, the reason for the season, and in this case, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All right, how about this story coming from Dallas, Texas? As Big D leads American cities in 2018's population growth. And I would have thought there might be other cities like, let's say, Washington, D.C., maybe even Houston. But according to population estimates, the Dallas-Fort Worth area has now had more residents in the 2017 to 2018 time period than any other city in the country, growing by nearly 131,700 residents. And Dallas and Fort Worth have gained more than a million residents since 2010. Houston Houston and its neighboring cities of the Woodlands and Sugarland also gained more than 1 million people over the last decade. And the Dallas and Houston areas are fourth and fifth most populous metropolitan areas in the country behind New York, L.A., Chicago. So how about that? Two of the top five in the entire country are in Texas. And, of course, that's not surprising. It's not a hard place to have to move and live in. Got plenty of land. Got pretty good weather for the most part. And uh, got some sports teams that do pretty good, too. And the opportunity from a professional standpoint is not too bad in Dallas-Fort Worth and or Houston, Texas. But we like them because they're in the South, but we like any of our Southern cities. This guy used to be the mayor of one of our big Southern cities, Charlotte, North Carolina. And now he, he moved from there to be the governor of North Carolina. We're talking about Pat McCrory. And the former North Carolina and Charlotte, and the former governor of North Carolina and the former mayor of Charlotte before being the governor, he says a man looking like a wrestler has smashed his car with a tree limb. This happened last week when the man recognized Governor Pat McCrory, who was behind the wheel of his car, and the man smashed his vehicle with a large tree limb. It happened in Charlotte, and this Republican stopped a sedan to let a man walk through the crosswalk. And the former governor said the man started cussing and yelling and then banged on the hood. And when McCrory said he noticed the man had something in his hand, a huge stick, perhaps a limb, McCrory said, who has his own radio show on WBT. I didn't know he had moved into the broadcast booth. We've got competition here, (laughs) y'all. But McCrory said that the huge limb that was taller than he is, and the man was probably six foot one, six foot two, uh, big man said he looked like a former championship wrestler and they know they're wrestling in charlotte um smashed his car and the 60 year 62 year old mayor turned governor turned radio host was able to get away but don't really know who did it but he smashed his lexus and sustained about six hundred dollars worth of damage from the tree limb you'd think a guy who was mayor and then governor of north carolina and a republican he was, by the way, governor of North Carolina from 2013 to 2017. He lost his bid, frankly, because of the whole bathroom nonsense that was going on in North Carolina, led by the city of Charlotte. The, I guess, successor to him as mayor caused a lot of problems. So he lost that seat and now is on the radio there in the Queen City. But you'd think a former mayor and former governor would have something more fancy than a Lexus. Although a Lexus is a nice car. Uh, if you're lucky enough to drive a Lexus, it's a nice car, but come on, mayor slash governor slash radio host. 
you got to get you a big old pickup truck hey how about this we were talking a few minutes ago about thieves stealing a lot of jewelry in florida well in virginia there's a black market evidently of stealing cooking grease and thieves are stealing more than 75 million dollars in old cooking grease each year according to a new report that's out and a man was recently caught siphoning about 150 gallons of grease from a dumpster behind a burger king in northern virginia law enforcement officers say that the hike in biodiesel prices is helping to spur the fast food grease thefts and companies that normally pay restaurants a fee to remove the grease and sell it for things like biofuel or animal feed are the victims in this case and one company lost five million dollars in grease thefts in 2015 because these thieves can make ten thousand dollars a night you know i knew they would go steal the wiring from abandoned buildings and stuff but now to steal cooking grease and it's a 75 million dollar a year industry man i didn't expect to be reading that here on this monday y'all sure hold on to your cooking grease hey and hold on to your britches because y'all will come right back we've got more headlines from across dixie in fact today is a holiday in the state of alabama we'll tell you why right after the break Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T dot com, promo code 6565. Avant.com, code 6565. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. She ain't made for practicality 
white leather jacket and a neon soap Once I turn on the radio, I'm ready to roll We're ready to roll Feel like a heart to get started When I'm driving Turning every head Hell, I ain't even trying Back into y'all, this is the show that is all about the South And we cover 16 states with your host, John Rawl and if you're lucky enough to live in the great state of Alabama, well, perhaps you're not working today. Today is a holiday in the Yellowhammer State. And so for all of our listeners in the heart of Dixie, I have to say, happy Confederate Memorial Day as state offices are closed in Alabama. Now, a couple other southern states are getting ready to celebrate Confederate Memorial Day in addition to Alabama. On next Monday, the April 29th, I guess is what it is, that's when Mississippi celebrates it. On May 10th, that's when South Carolina celebrates Confederate Memorial Day. So a lot of states getting ready to celebrate in some ways Confederate Memorial Day. And in some states, they have it on the books, but they don't necessarily take a vacation day. Alabama has three Confederate-related holidays. Robert E. Lee's birthday is on the third Monday in January, and that is celebrated along with the birthday of civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. Confederate Memorial Day is held on the fourth Monday in April, and then the birthday of Confederate President Jefferson Davis, who was the president there in Montgomery when the war began. He has his holiday on the first Monday in June. Confederate Memorial Day in Alabama traces its roots back to 1866, and we now know that in Alabama, if you're a state employee especially, you probably are not working there in that state. So happy Confederate Memorial Day, Alabamians. And Mississippi's got it next Monday. Now that is a good segue to what we have coming up next here. As lobbyists in Austin, Texas are backing a teen who's trying to end Texas's Confederate holiday. And that Texas is just one of nine states that have some kind of Confederate holiday and I had no idea that lobbyists would do anything pro bono, but that's exactly what they're doing. They're getting behind the effort of 17-year-old Jacob Hale as he's trying to support a bill before the House State Affairs Committee and an effort to renew or to eliminate the state holiday honoring Confederate heroes. And this lobbying firm has now jumped in to help out. Texas, again, one of a few states that have holidays. Texas is called Confederate Heroes Day. And this comes after a few months ago, they removed a plaque in the Capitol in Austin that was a Civil War-related monument. And now this youngster who's coming in to Austin as a 17-year-old trying to get them to take it down. He's got the backing of one of the nation's biggest lobbying firms, and, and that's in support of him. It's the Aiken Gump Group out of D.C., and they're in Austin to try to get them, I think, to abolish the holiday. That's the ultimate goal this holiday was done to honor Davis, Robert E. Lee, and other Confederate figures. It started in 1973, and I think it's in June is when this particular holiday is recognized in the state of Texas. But if this pushes forward, you will see the end of that in Texas. Now to Alabama. A man there is trying to sell someone's house, according to police. This is an enterprise in lower Alabama. A man there. Tony Glenn Grimes, 56-year-old of Enterprise, was arrested and served with a warrant after court records show. Police said he was transported to the Coffee County Jail after, according to a complaint, he put a house on the market in late February with an asking price of $168,000. And unfortunately for him, 
Uh, he was charged with first-degree attempted theft after that house listed belonged to somebody else. Mr. Grimes is now being held on a $150,000 bond. The case is under investigation in Enterprise, but yeah, according to the Coffee County Jail, records show that he's there because he tried to sell somebody else's house. That's not a very Southern thing to do there. More news from the heart of Dixie. Alabama is growing at a snail's pace in a new article from AL.com. Most of its counties, and this could be applicable to whatever state you're living in or listening to us here on the Y'all Show, but 45 of Alabama's 67 counties lost population between 2017 and 2018. The states that gained the most were, looks like, Limestone County in North Alabama and Baldwin County, the eastern shore across from Mobile, Alabama. Those were your two biggest gains but a large portion of Alabama from Jackson County to Lauderdale County in North Alabama to Central Alabama. I see losses around Anniston. Also, Tuscaloosa looks like they lost a lot in the last couple of years. Maybe not too much compared to the all around Tuscaloosa they're losing. Maybe not quite so much in Tuscaloosa. Sumter County, for example, big losses. And, of course, Central Alabama, the Black Belt, big-time losses. So really, really amazing to see this. You would think here in the so-called Sun Belt, where people want to move to the south, you're going to see slight gains in most cases. But according to new population estimates released by the U.S. Census Bureau, again, 45 of Alabama's 67 counties lost population between 2017 and 2018. Baldwin County, which I mentioned on the coast beside Mobile, it had the largest gain of any county growing by 2.5% in just that one year, or 5,000 people moving into that county east of Mobile. But yeah, it's a, a huge story in the state of Alabama. Dallas County, which is well, where Selma is, data showed that it was the fastest shrinking city in Alabama. Between 2010 and 2018, Dallas County lost 12.57% of its population, or roughly 5,500 people. And again, this is in the Black Belt. And a lot of people have left the black belt, but a lot of people, I'm again, looking at the map all over Alabama, people have unfortunately for Alabama's sake moved on, but maybe they moved to, maybe they moved to Limestone where Athens is, or maybe they moved to Baldwin County down around Orange Beach or down the Gulf Shores because that's the county that is Baldwin County and they're, they're doing good in those counties. Now, here's a name from the past that you probably have wanted to forget. Hit the delete button on this fella. George Zimmerman, he's back in the news because he was removed from online dating platforms. He's still in the Tampa area. And Tinder recently removed Zimmerman, who killed 17-year-old Trayvon Martin back in 2012. And Tinder's now removed him from their platform after I think he was using a fake name, according to Screen Grabs. Zimmerman went by the alias Carter and claimed to be looking for a carefree and fun. And according to his own bio on Tinder, he was a self-employed consultant who attended Liberty University, who also happened to love the outdoors, fishing, camping, and hiking. And one of the screen grabs shows him shirtless and wearing sunglasses. Another screen grab on Tinder shows him with a dog, and yet another shows him in a cap and gown. I wonder if he graduated from Liberty University, or is that what they call fake news or in social dating app world the the norm you know people lie and inflate their background all the time and another 
platform banned him back in December. Tinder just did it. Bumble banned him after he was trying to get online dates there. But George Zimmerman is all in the news now being banned from social media. God, what a circus that was when he was on trial for that. And he was acquitted, Not to, didn't have to go to jail for murder, even though he killed the, the young man. But the jury acquitted him. And that was such a huge deal seven and eight years ago. A teacher in the state of Florida is pressing charges against a nine-year-old who allegedly punched her. This is in Volusia County, and this elementary school teacher wants to press charges against one of her own students, claiming that the nine-year-old girl hit her and that the incident happened in the classroom. And the teachers now filed a report with the Volusia County Sheriff's Department. It happened at the Woodward Avenue Elementary School in Deland. The teacher said the student hit her when the teacher told her to pick up a book and that the that the student allegedly threw, and the teacher is now pushing forward. According to the Volusia United Educators, President Elizabeth Albert said there are no other professions that exist where it would be okay or acceptable to be hit by anyone. And a third grader coming after a teacher here in this case, we'll find out what happens there in Volusia County. Hey, we were just in Oxford, Mississippi last week. Maybe we should not have left <laughs> because, according to the reports coming out from Oxford, Mississippi, aldermen though there, and they did this when I was in town. I didn't, I, I didn't realize this happened. I should have been there at City Hall covering this here on the Y'all Show. But Oxford, Mississippi City Alderman voted five to one last week to allow stores that specialize in selling beer to offer free one-ounce samples to shoppers. And a store could offer a customer up to five samples in a 24-hour period. So if you like to drink different types of beer and you're cheap and you don't want to pay for it, you can get these one-ounce samples in Oxford, Mississippi, which not long ago, and I know, I lived there for a long time, you couldn't even buy cold beer at gas stations. Up until about three years ago, that was the law. I thought it was a pretty good law. You could get beer in the restaurants. You can get liquor in the restaurants. But if you want to get... A cold beer, you had to go in a restaurant. You couldn't get it at the gas station. And they didn't have all these little microbreweries. Now they got microbreweries. And I still think you can't buy liquor in the county. I think that's still the case. You can buy beer in the county, but not liquor. I think. I haven't brushed off on my alcohol rules. That's one of the great things about the South. No matter which part of the South you're in, chances are there's some areas, whether it be a town or a county, that have some kind of weird nuances when it comes to alcohol some state some county some some municipalities still zero allowed although people are probably you know living it up at their home and and maybe aren't supposed to but but yeah in oxford you can go get free one ounce samples of alcohol if that floats your boat all right how about this story coming to us from tennessee in carthage tennessee that's just east of nashville just off interstate 40 the hometown of one al gore well he really grew up in washington dc but he always claimed carthage in fact i've seen the home that supposedly al and tipper gore lived in there in carthage well there's a man there named james bass jr and he goes to work every day as a lawyer there in smith county tennessee but guess what he's not your typical lawyer there in carthage he's 97 years old and each day he cooks him up some breakfast and goes into work in a suit and tie in this law office he's got there that he opened up 70 years ago he's got two children that live nearby and they 
are in support of him going in and having a purpose. His wife died in the past, and they believe that this helps him stay mentally focused and stave off depression or dementia. And one of his kids is a 56-year-old nurse practitioner there in the cards of the cherry in support of Mr. Bass, the Honorable James L. Bass, Jr., Congratulations, going into work still as a lawyer there in Carthage, Tennessee at the ripe old age of 97. Pretty cool stuff. When we come back, we will wrap up this hour with some news more on the political front. We'll share that with you. So don't go anywhere. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Exit. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you, it's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text FIRM to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text FIRM to 84888. That's F-I-R-M to 84888. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms. Unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Y'all show here on this Monday, getting our work week started on the right foot. I'm John Raw. Good to have you back here. 
And we kind of turn our attention now to some political headlines and other happenings with so-called political officials around the country. And this guy here is a perfect example of what I call so-called political. It's Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson, I guess we should call him. He's the secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And Dr. Carson went down to Little Rock last week as he came there on kind of a tour. He's going around at public housing complexes and what he's got something called an opportunity zone and he saw the department's rental assistant demonstration program that has transformed the cumberland towers in downtown little rock and the good doctor who of course ran for president back in 2016 lives in florida native of up north but kind of been a southern guy for a long time he reports that that there in little rock is a good model of what the program's public private partnership can do and we got some audio from Ben Carson's time in Little Rock. Let's hear, again, what the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development said while in Little Rock at the end of last week. A lot of jobs will be created as a result of this. Uh, we've revamped the rules for Section 3, for instance, which says if you're getting a HUD grant, you have to you know, give jobs to people or train them or contracts. And people never used it because it was too complex. We fixed that. Mm -hmm. So that combined with all the job activity that will be going on and the entrepreneurship uh, will make a huge difference for the people who actually live there. And that really is what it's all about. And there are 13 different federal agencies which are working together so that their programs are not at cross purposes, but a synergy, which will really have an impact on, on getting rid of the the regulatory barriers that are in the way. All right, locally here in Arkansas, 85 of these opportunity zones here in Arkansas, eight right here in Pulaski County. You're going to get a chance to visit some of those. What's your hope from your visit today? Well, uh, first of all, uh, just to bring attention to what's going on. And uh, secondly, you know, I learn from every place that I go. I hear different ways that people are approaching things. And it really is exciting to me. And I go back and disseminate this information. It's all about best practices. And a lot of people believe that uh, all the best ideals come from Washington. I'm not one of those people. Okay. <laughs> I think the best ideals come from people who have boots on the ground, who have practical experiences. Dr. Ben Carson talking about opportunity zones and rental housing standards while in Little Rock, on friday of last week and again he's touring the country usually pretty regularly as part of his role there with the department of housing and urban development hud and he is going back and forth all over the country but according to most his time in little rock last week was very welcomed and of course he got some jeers while he was in little rock he was jeered in front of the marriott hotel and state house convention center probably because of his connection to donald trump if i had to guess but Dr. Carson in Little Rock last week. Peach State Political News. The campaign of Senator David Perdue from Georgia has paid a $30,000 fine to federal regulators for violations discovered in the Georgia Republicans' fundraising efforts for the 2014 election. This is a civil penalty, and it's paid to the FEC, Federal Election Commission, and this was disclosed in Purdue's latest campaign finance report, which was filed last week. Documents show that the Georgia senator, his campaign agreed to, to the fine in February after an audit found more than $442,000 in prohibited or excessive campaign donations. And auditors also found that David Purdue's campaign failed to disclose over $128,000 and debts and obligations records show the purdue campaign disputed the amount of donations flagged for violations and amended its disclosures to satisfy the unreported debts 
The campaign consultant for Purdue called it a reasonable settlement agreement and regarded some typical bookkeeping errors that occur on a campaign of this size. Now, that's a, that seems like a lot of money. We're talking more than $442,000 in prohibited prohibited or excessive campaign donations. Who's, who's cooking the books there? Who's watching the books? Purdue campaign consultant Derek Dickey, question mark. Or should I ask this to Georgia U.S. Senator David Purdue, question mark. A guy who has an extensive background in business. He ought to know better. He ought to know better. Lawmakers in Annapolis, Maryland, will head back to the state capitol for a special session on May 1st to choose a new speaker for the Maryland House of Delegates. Again, Michael Bush was the longest-serving House Speaker in Maryland's history. He died April 7th after being treated for pneumonia at the age of 72, is what he was upon his untimely death. And now Governor Larry Hogan in Annapolis has made the announcement after getting a request from legislative leaders just hours after holding a bill signing. And in his, in his announcement, the governor said, it's my solemn duty to call a special session of the General Assembly in order to select a successor to Speaker Bush. And we'll find out what happens there in the State House grounds of Annapolis, Maryland, as they choose a new leader of their house. And finally, just across the Chesapeake River from Maryland, you got Virginia. And how about this? University of Virginia in Charlottesville is going to halt its plan for a tuition increase. You don't hear about that too often in today's world of college admissions. And my goodness, it looks like every time a college can raise a tuition, they're all about that. But according to the reports that are coming out of Charlottesville, the university's board of visitors said that it would roll back a previously approved 2.9% increase for 2019 and 2020 and hold base tuition for all in-state undergraduate students at the 2018-19 level. And the reason for that is there's a planned increase, I think, in the state legislature in Virginia. The decision was made possible by the General Assembly's allocation of additional funds to support higher age education in 2019 and 20. As lawmakers in Richmond approved a budget item for next year to provide additional funding for public higher education institutions that maintain that 2018-19 level. And that's, I guess, good. if you're the parent, if, especially if you're within the Commonwealth of Virginia, a resident, and you've got a, a kid in Charlottesville at UVA, and you've kind of budgeted more money to go, as, again, they'd already approved a 2.9% increase next year, the Board of Visitors of UVA now you can save that money because the good old state the good old commonwealth of virginia according to the general assembly there, allocating more funds to support higher education so that's more money back in your pocket see we help you so many ways here on the y'all show including how you can save your money i guess one way to save money is live in virginia and have a student enrolled in public education there when we come back in hour two we're going to save you money and have a lot of fun because we're going to talk about college sports we're going to talk about nba we're going to discuss other things including sadly the death of a former tennessee vols football stud who went on to have a great career in the nfl when we come back we'll tell you about the unexpected loss of reggie cobb in san francisco where he had been a scout for the 49ers we'll have info on that plus more from the pga tour and some hirings in college basketball speaking of celebs who are playing or coaching basketball these days a small school in mississippi jerry rice's alma mater has tabbed a guy who played in the nba to be its next head basketball coach we've got news from itabina coming up in hour two all that on y'all talk with a southern accent
Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 6565. Avant.com, code 6565. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Continuing on with more Southern goodness, this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl here on this Monday. Oh, hope you had a good Easter, and we're right back here talking about the South on great radio stations across Dixie, and of course, we're now streaming on great internet apps like TuneIn and iHeartRadio. If you haven't got either one of those, the little fancy little red-looking app iHeartRadio, where you can find not only this show, but lots of streaming radio stations and streaming podcasts. Yeah, you can find the Y'all Show now on TuneIn and iHeart. That's in addition to the awesome app that Apple has called Podcast, which ties into iTunes. And if you're lucky enough to have an iPhone or perhaps an iPad, subscribe. It's all free of charge. Everything I'm telling you here is free. In fact, this bit of advice is free here from John Rawl, your host of The Y'all Show. Coming up here later this hour, we'll have Jerry Short. Jerry's not going to be giving us an original performance today. Unfortunately, we're having to go back and get an encore of Jerry. He's having some health issues. I actually saw him last week when we were in Mississippi, and he didn't get out of his chair the entire time that we visited, and that's very unlike Jerry. And Unfortunately, he's had to go into the hospital over the weekend, and I don't have all the details, but keep Jerry in your thoughts and prayers. Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller, we'll try to get him back on here next week. I know he's doing better, but still kind of kind of worried about the old fella. And that's O-L-E, by the way, Jerry Short, hoping to get him on. But we can't let today go by without having an encore. So a couple of months ago, we had Jerry on here, and he had done a great gesture 50 years ago 
I don't know how many great gestures he does today, but at least 50 years ago, he did something really kind for someone. And guess what? He ran into that same person 50 years later, hadn't seen him in 50 years, and the person remembered him, remembered the kind gesture, and gave them, gave Jerry a very nice token. And we'll talk about that when we get to the end of this hour. Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller, will recall that amazing encounter. That's coming up. Before we get to Jerry, though, in the next segment on the Y'all Show, unfortunately, a friend of mine passed away here over the last few days, and his funeral is today. I will be attending that funeral. Rick Davis died at the age of 72, and he lived in North Mississippi, and his funeral will be at the College Hill Presbyterian Church today. I'll be there in attendance. And Rick was just the ultimate Southern gentleman. And the funny thing is, he was a Yankee. He was born in Detroit. But as a youngster, he ended up in the South. And here's the reason we're having Rick on. I I did an interview with Rick Davis 10 years ago on Citadel Grayline. That's a show I produced and for about 10 years hosted. It's a show all about the Citadel Bulldogs, the Military College of South Carolina, which I'm an alumnus. Rick is class of 1968 from the Citadel. Right during the height of the Vietnam War, he was attending the Citadel as a military school. He went into the Army after his graduation. The reason I've got Rick on today's show is Rick was raised at Thornwell Orphanage in Clinton, South Carolina. That is a horrible way to start your childhood when you're growing up in an orphanage. And he went on from there to go to law school after he served in the Army and graduated from the Citadel, ended up settling in Oxford and was a longtime public defender in Oxford. And I got to meet him in the last 15 years. And I'll tell you why we're giving Rick Davis a proper salute on the day that he's buried. And it's not because of what he did professionally. It's not even because of his friendship. It's because of what he did for me during a dark time in my life. And I'll have info on that in the next segment. So stick around for the salute to Rick Davis, Richard Rick Charles Davis, who died on Thursday at the age of 72. That's coming up in the next segment. Sadly, we start these headlines of sports today in our sports recap from the weekend, talking about the death of Reggie Cobb. He died at the age of 50. Where Remember Reggie Cobb when he played for the Tennessee Volunteers? He was a great high school player from East Tennessee. He died over the weekend. The San Francisco 49ers announced this death as he had been a scout for the 49ers in the last couple of years. Now, going back to his high school days, he started at Central High School in Knoxville, and he played for the Tennessee Vols from 1987 to 1989. At UT, he rushed for 2,360 yards, scored 29 total touchdowns, and ranks 11th in UT's history in rushing yards. In 1989, in a game against the Auburn Tigers, Cobb rushed for 225 yards, and that stands as the ninth most rushing for any player in Tennessee's history in a single game. He actually led the SEC in touchdowns with 20 in the 1987 season, and he collected all SEC second-team honors during his freshman season. He was inducted into the Greater Knoxville Sports Hall of Fame back in 2011, ended up being drafted in the second round of the 1990 NFL Draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 30th pick overall. He played four seasons with the Bucs from 1990 to 1993, Then he played one year with the Green Bay Packers, one year with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he finished up his career with the New York Football Jets in 1996. And then he went into scouting, and he had been with the 49ers for 11 years prior to his death over the weekend. 
He was named the NFC Scout of the Year by the Fritz Pollard Alliance back in 2011. Again, passing away, sadly, at the age of 50, former Tennessee Vols and NFL running back Reggie Cobb. And I know a tough day for any of the UT football family. And again, he was not only a great player in the NFL, but being in the scouting ranks all these years. And a Knoxville native, sadly, dying way too young at the age of 50. The NFL draft happens this week in Nashville. It all starts on Thursday, and this will be taking over downtown Nashville, the Tennessee Titans serving as host of this year's draft. And I've already seen where a lot of your big country music stars, they all have venues on Lower Broadway, from Luke Bryan to John Rich has a place, Blake Shelton has a place. A lot of them are kind of converting into an NFL theme this week. It should be a lot of fun, and perhaps the TV cameras will catch all of that. And to help you get ready for the NFL draft, I noticed on NFL.com they have a story from Chad Reuter with his first full mock draft. And this is according to this guy, Chad Reuter. If you are following NFL stuff in no particular order, I'll just tell you some of the top names heading into this week. You've got number one pick, I guess it would be Oakland. Drew Locke of Missouri is picked to go to them. Damian Harris of Alabama, Dallas Cowboys. The Steelers, Miles Boykin, getting the Notre Dame player. You've got Will Greer, the former Florida State and West Virginia quarterback, going to New England. And Ryan Finley, NC State quarterback, to the Redskins. That's I may have some of the numbers and positions off, but if nothing else, those are some of your key names entering the first-round draft this week in Nashville, Tennessee. Going to be a lot of fun to see that. In fact, the hometown team needs to get a good draft this year. They're still missing some key positions, the Titans, that is. And Again, the NFL draft happening Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend. And again, most insiders say there's going to be about 300,000 people flocking to downtown Nashville, Tennessee for this year's draft. And I've avoided that area the last month. I'll probably be back in Nashville at some point this week, and I'm going to stay a long way away from Lower Broadway and Second Avenue if I can help it because I love the NFL. But I don't want to be caught up with 300 of my 300,000 of my closest friends. I also don't want to be around Philadelphia, Pennsylvania this week because, hey, craziness, but this time it's not Confederate craziness to tell you about, but the Philadelphia Flyers of the NHL have now officially removed the statue of singer Kate Smith from its location outside the arena there in Philly. And they will no longer play Kate Smith's rendition of God Bless America. The team announced this on Sunday. Now, the New York Yankees recently suspended the use of Smith's rendition of God Bless America, which was played during the seventh inning stretch while they investigate an allegation of racism against the late singer. Now, prior to these headlines, if you're like me, and most of you might be like me on this, I had never heard of Kate Smith. In fact, when I saw the headline, I thought it was the lady off of what was it? Um, Charlie's Angels? Was that the the actress or yeah, Kate? Wasn't that her name, Kate Smith too? But this is singer Kate Smith, who was a very popular singer in the pre World War II and during the war days. A story came out last week. This is this is how this stuff just kind of goes bonzo over today's social media world. A story came out on Thursday of last week from the New York Daily News that that says that. The 1939 song sung by Smith, That's Why Darkies Were Born. And it originated in a 1931 Broadway review, George White's Scandals. 
It was considered satire, but includes racist language. And it was recorded by Smith, as well as Paul Robinson, who was a black man. And all because of that, they are now pulling this rendition of her God Bless America. Now, I, like I told you, I had never heard of Kate Smith before. And the Flyers, by the way, they've been playing her song for decades. And I had, had to know more about Kate Smith. Here, here's the story on Kate Smith, if you've seen this headline pop up in the last few days. And I wonder if this has anything to do with them taking her statue away and refusing to play the song. It, yeah, it's not a good thing that she sang that one song, but I think she sang a bunch of songs in her career. I know, sir. I know so. In fact, this is not that hard to, to look up. If you go to her discography and it says her best-selling singles, this is not hidden. In 1931, That's Why Darkies Were Born was one of her early best-selling singles. Went to number 12 on the charts. You know, I know that's got to be a horrible thing for some of you to hear. I'm just telling you the facts. This is this is not hidden. This is out on the Internet. This is common knowledge. But in case you were not alive in 1931, like I wasn't, you probably didn't know this. You probably didn't know this. Now, here's the thing I was going to bring up. Why is this news? I hope it, this is not the case, but here's probably part of the equation why all of this reaction is taking place. Kate Smith was born in the South. She is from Greenville, Virginia. She was born there in 1907, and she died in 1986 at the age of 79 in Raleigh, North Carolina. So she kind of grew up in Virginia. She also grew up in Washington, D.C., and went on to become a star. And she was featured on Columbia Records. She was on the radio and in the early days of television. And I didn't even know this. She had her own show on NBC in the early 1950s, the Kate Smith Hour. <laughs> this is a, a lady that was very, very famous. And again, it was a song from way back in the 30s now that evidently people are really having a major issue with, which again, it's not a, it's not a happy song. It's got a terrible, terrible line, but it's hard to judge in 2019 exactly what was going on in 1931. And as I just told you, one of the other singers of that song was a black person. And again, it was top 12 in the country. She also had other songs out called the woodpecker song. I can admit I never saw that. She also had, as we said, God bless America, which these came out right at the start of world war ii in fact i guess the war had already started when she first put this out on rca victor records and i'm sure that had a big thing she probably was the original lee greenwood if you want to know the truth but her last album came out on mgm records way back in 1948 now is the time but that that's part of the reason we're telling this is she, she does have a connection to the south being a native of virginia and perhaps that has something to do with the philadelphia flyers of the nhl removing her statue and the flyers along with the yanks refusing to play her song her rendition of god bless america i haven't heard it i've never been to a flyers nor have i been to a yankees baseball game i've not heard her rendition i'm sure it must be pretty darn good but uh, you won't be hearing it at those two places anytime soon. Let's go to the NBA, which I don't think they play God Bless America at any of their arenas. But in the NBA, 
a very kind of good segue here. The hometown team of Philadelphia, the 76ers, over the weekend defeated the Nets to take a 3-1 series lead in their first round matchup. The Nuggets knocked off the Spurs, and that series is now tied at 2-2. Those two teams played Saturday. The Bucks took care of the Pistons, and Milwaukee, no surprise, in their first round matchup against Detroit. The Bucks are leading 3-0. The Rockets, they just snuck by the Jazz, and now they lead that series three games to nil. On Sunday in the NBA, we saw the Raptors have a big win against the Orlando Magic. And the Celtics, they actually eliminated the Indiana Pacers, winning by four in Indy. And Indy, Indy's uh, season comes to an end. The Warriors move one step closer to capturing their NBA first-round matchup against the L.A. Clippers. They won 113-105. to now to golf. Congratulations to Taiwan born, but Washington State raised C.T. Pan. He picked up a one-stroke win over Matt Kuchar at the RBC Heritage on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. And he won $1.2 million as a result of the big win. C.T. Pan, his first win on the PGA Tour, former Washington Huskies golfer. And it was a beautiful weekend on Saturday and Sunday for golf along the low country of South Carolina. And Pan picks up his first win. And I saw in the kind of last couple of rounds, Dustin Johnson was actually tied or maybe had the lead heading into the final day. And Dustin just fell apart on Sunday, had a terrible outing and finished way down. In fact, he was tied for 28th. He went from being the leader to tied for 28th in the final round at the RBC Heritage. But that is the big golf tour there in South Carolina. Now the PGA Tour moves to New Orleans this week for the most probably unusual pairing that they have all year as you have a teammate in this upcoming tournament in the Big Easy where two golfers are part of a team. And it's it's a neat twist here in the days leading up to the next major, which is the PGA Championship. Some college sports news. Texas A&M, which lost its AD last week to LSU, well, they've tabbed R.C. Slocum, the Hall of Fame coach, to become the interim AD. This follows Scott Woodward's departure to go back to his alma mater of LSU on Thursday. And now R.C. Slocum, who was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2012 after he led Texas A&M to a record 123-47-2 from 1989 to 2002. He never had a losing season, and he also has served as an assistant coach at Kansas State and USC. But Slocum, your interim AD in Aggieland. You have to wonder, I'm sure this won't be the case, but you have to wonder, is he hoping that he will have the same success in Aggieland as the interim AD that a guy named Phil Fulmer had in Knoxville with Tennessee? Remember, it was just, what, two years ago that Tennessee had all kinds of debacles, had to fire their, their not only football coach, but the athletic director left, retreated back to North Carolina somewhere, and you saw... Phil Fulmer kind of stepped in and said, okay, I'll, I'll help out here for a while. And then he took that role and turned it into a full-time role. And perhaps R.C. Slocum, who's 74 years old, he, he's a native of Louisiana. He played for the McNeese State Cowboys back in the late 60s and went on to be in coaching in Lake Charles before moving on to K-State and then Texas A&M. But again, he's now stepping in. He's a native of Orange, Texas, which is not far from McNeese State in Lake Charles, and now taking over the athletic director's role, at least right now on an interim basis, 
for the Texas A&M Aggies. Now to some college basketball news of players from the South that are taking their talent and trying to get on in the NBA. And Auburn Tiger sophomore Chuma Okiki has submitted paperwork to the league office to make himself eligible for the 2019 NBA draft. He intends to hire an agent, as permitted by NCAA rules, but plans to maintain his eligibility while rehabbing his knee injury at Auburn. Remember, during the Sweet 16 round in a game against North Carolina, he was diagnosed with a torn ACL during that game, and perhaps that might be kind of a situation that's going to be influencing his decision with the NBA. He's projected to be a number 41 prospect in the ESPN 100 and Okiki had 20 points, 11 rebounds, and two assists and two steals when he went down with the injury midway through the second half in that game against North Carolina back on March 29th. He averaged 12.0 points and 6.8 rebounds per game for Auburn this past year. A big part of the success of Bruce Pearl's team this year. But man, if they'd have had Okiki in that lineup, and getting their game against Virginia in that Final Four matchup, perhaps the national champion would be a different shade of orange and blue. Well, I think Virginia and Auburn kind of have the same color combination, but I think your national champion just might be on the plains of Auburn. That's just a, a pretty good guess here. But Okiki plans to go to the NBA. Another SEC team with a player who plans to go to the NBA, John Tay Porter of Mizzou, the sophomore, announced on Friday that he's entering the NBA draft, he said, quote, I'll be declaring for the 2019 NBA draft. I'd like to sincerely thank everyone who's helped me to get to this point in my journey, especially my family coaches and teammates excited for this next step. He put that on Twitter on Friday of last week. Now, he missed the entire 2018-2019 season after tearing his right ACL and MCL in October during a preseason scrimmage against Southern Illinois. So pretty brave that he would be often trying to go to the NBA after such a setback. Now, he's the younger brother of Michael Porter Jr., who was selected number 14 in the 2018 draft despite playing just three games in Missouri due to a back injury. So the Porters making their time in Como, Columbia, Missouri, rather short as they take their talent and try to move on to the NBA. Now, one other player from the South who declared for the NBA draft is Western Kentucky center Charles Bassey. As he says, he does not plan to sign an agent and will retain the option to return to school. This according to a statement from WKU and Bowling Green. He has until May 30th to test the draft waters and make a decision about whether to stay in the NBA draft pool. He's listed from ESPN's Top 100 as the number 53 player and the number 10 center. In his freshman season, Bassey averaged 14.6 points for the Hilltoppers and 10 rebounds and 2.4 blocks per game he was named conference usa's defensive player of the year and freshman of the year a one and done in kentucky but this time not for the wildcats in lexington but for the hilltoppers in bowling green and our last college basketball story here on this monday to pass along this comes to us from itabina mississippi in the mississippi delta as the delta devils have hired former nba player and coach lindsey hunter as the next basketball coach of the SWAC school. The school announced his hiring on the athletic department website over the weekend. Now, Hunter is a native Mississippian. He actually played at the rival Jackson State Tigers before starting a 17-year NBA career with the Detroit Pistons, the Bucks, the L.A. Lakers, the Raptors, and Chicago Bulls. 
He takes over for Andre Payne, whose contract wasn't renewed after five seasons. The Delta Devils were 6-26 and last year, including a 4-14 and mark in the SWAC. Hunter's been an assistant coach in both the NBA and at the college level. He also was the interim head coach for the Phoenix Suns for part of the 2012-2013 season. And now this guy who has a long history in the NBA going to Itabena, Mississippi, and being the next head coach of the school that Jerry Rice, who didn't play basketball, but football for Mississippi Valley State. Now this guy goes there to take over the basketball program, which is really struggling. And we wish Lindsey Hunter all the best there leading the Delta Devils of Mississippi Valley State of the SWAC. And that is a quick look at the sports headlines from the weekend. Hang on when we come back on y'all. We're going to give a very special and notable spotlight to a close friend of mine who passed away on Thursday of last week. Rick Davis died at the age of 72, and I'm going to his funeral today. And I want to take a few minutes to talk about my friend and let you hear his great voice. And the reason we're going to kind of give him a spotlight, that's coming up after the break here on Y'all. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text FIRM to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text FIRM to 84888. That's F-I-R-M to 84888. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms. Unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. We are back. It is y'all, and I'm John Rawl, and it's so good to have you here on a very beautiful, hopefully wherever you are today, but also a fitting day. As Sunday, if you were a Christian, 
you probably saw more than once. Perhaps you saw it in church. You heard it. You heard he is risen. He is risen indeed. And that is absolutely true. Well, I'm going to get a little personal here with you for a few minutes here on the Y'all Show. Hopefully you do not mind. In fact, we've got this segment, then Jerry Short. We're going to have an encore of Jerry in the next segment, wrapping up this Monday edition. And we need your prayers for Jerry. Jerry's having some health problems, and maybe I'll be able to fill you in with some more details as the week goes by. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have Jerry on, but it's going to be an encore from two months ago when he comes on in a few minutes. Now, another guy who was right around Jerry's age, unfortunately, we lost him last week. Richard Rick Charles Davis was 72, and he died at the Mississippi State Veterans Home in Oxford, Mississippi, last week. Now, Rick and I had been friends for nearly 20 years, and I want to tell you a little bit about him, but that's not why I'm giving Rick a salute here, as he deserves his salute. Rick was a Christian through and through. He was, and and that's easy to say, but Rick lived it. He really, truly was. And he was also class. And I love that fact. He, He just was a great gentleman. And he was also a Citadel graduate, which is how he and I got to be friends, because that's where I went to school. He actually got a degree in math at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, class of 1968. And he went on to become a lawyer. He graduated from the University of Mississippi Law School in Oxford. And then he went on to work as an attorney and as a public defender in Oxford for 31 years. He was also a very active member of College Hill Presbyterian Church, which is where the funeral is today, north of Oxford in College Hill. And Rick, many, many, many times invited me to go to College Hill Presbyterian Church in my years of living in Oxford. He actually served as a ruling elder there for seven years. And I was a member of the First Presbyterian Church. I didn't want to go to his church. I just didn't need to. I liked where I was going. But I appreciate the invite, Rick, but I just didn't want to go. But I I turned him down for years. And finally, a few years ago, I got divorced for the second time, sadly. I got divorced. And so when I got divorced, I didn't want to go back to that church. In fact, the church I was a member of, in fact, I didn't want to keep living in that town. And I didn't. I moved. And I've not lived there since. And the reason I'm going to play this audio today for you is just to kind of give you a little glimpse of what Rick Davis was all about. Now, Rick, he was on my show that I've produced since 2007. It's a show called Citadel Grayline. It's a show all about the Citadel Bulldogs and what goes on at the Citadel the Military College of South Carolina, which, again, I'm class of 1993, and Rick was class of 1968. So we're he, he was old enough to be my father, obviously. But, but uh, I had Rick come on because he was a friend, but I really had him on because of his own background prior to going to Charleston to go to the military school. Rick, who was born in Michigan, I, I, I have to hold that against him, but unfortunately, his parents put him in an orphanage when he was a child. He grew up at Thornwell Orphanage in Clinton, South Carolina. That's about an hour from my hometown. Rick's the only person I know that's ever grown up in an orphanage. And you talk about starting life with one hand tied behind your back. Well, that's exactly what Rick did. But I had him on my Citadel show 10 years ago. This is going back to 2009 when Rick Davis came on to talk about his time at an orphanage. And this has been an inspiration to me 
and and it will continue to be and luckily i still have the audio and you're going to get it to hear a portion of this interview from citadel gray line from 10 years ago and then i want you to hear this rick talk about his background as a child being an orphan and then i'll tell you equal part of the reason i'm playing rick davis's audio his great voice his great northern slash southern voice on today's show which really is the kind of guy he was you talk about a southern gentleman in a class act that was rick davis i'll tell you even more reason for that statement after we hear from this 2009 interview rick you actually grew up in clinton south carolina at a place called thornwell home for children Right. At that time, it was uh, referred to as uh, Thornwell Orphanage. Uh, we still call it T.O. And, uh, in fact, my best friend uh, had gotten an orphanage scholarship to the Citadel. And that's uh, how I found out about uh, you know, the Citadel. And, and, uh, and then I wanted to follow my best friend there. So that's, uh, that's, that's kind of uh, how this all came about, mm-hmm. my going there. All right. How did you end up in an orphanage? Well, uh, broken home. Uh, I, I came from uh, Miami, Florida when I was uh, age 11. Uh, there were really uh, eight, eight of us all together. And uh, family got split up. Uh, uh, I was born in Michigan. Uh, I was taken down to uh, Miami when I was uh, five years old. And uh, thanks to a, a fine uh, woman at Lejeune Presbyterian Church in, in Miami, uh, she persuaded my mother to send me to Thornwood an orphanage which still exists and actually when you were there as a youngster there were hundreds of guys as well 375 uh, wow. that was the count i would see when i went to church uh, the number of folks that were listed as uh, mm-hmm. uh, children that were attending and so we had uh, 18 homes at that time uh, and i my first home was fowler cottage uh, was, there were 18 boys in that one and then uh, subsequently, I was put in the Tom Hartness home. Uh, the Hartness family donated uh, much money to Thornwell. They really believed in what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, my last home was at uh, Tom Hartness with uh, 26 boys. Okay. And you said your best friend had uh, gotten a scholarship to the Citadel, and that's kind of how you got on the, the uh, path to go down to Charleston. Uh, w- w- did you get a scholarship yourself? No. Um, <laughs> He, uh, Hartley Caldwell, class of 1968, he was in Romeo Company, I was in Charlie Company, uh, had gotten what was called the Orphanage Scholarship. Uh, that, that's what I refer to it as. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, was going there, and so I was, I was accepted at Clemson. And, uh, but I wanted to go where my buddy uh, had gone to school, so I persuaded a social worker to uh, talk to doc, Dr. M.A. McDonald, the president and the pastor of Thornwell to uh, persuade him to let me go where my friend went. Taking you back to 2009, that was an interview on Citadel Grayline. That was Citadel graduate Rick Davis talking to this Citadel graduate. Again, the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina. Go to citadel.edu to learn more about this incredible school, ranked number one in the entire South, public school in the entire South. Check it out. But we were both proud to be alumni of the Citadel and I got to know him. We're both alumni of the University of Mississippi. He got a law degree. I got my master's there. And so we had that kind of unique combination. But we also were alumni, and hopefully many of you are, in the Lord. We're, we're both Christians, and he was just a class act. And unfortunately, Rick Davis died last week at the age of 72. And 
The last point I want to make on Rick, and another reason I've decided to take some time out today to to give a little salute to my friend, was I've had a rough time the last couple of years. In 2016, I was blindsided with a divorce that I did not see coming, and I lost my dog, I lost my cat, I lost my son, sort of. I mean, because I'm not living in the house anymore, I kind of lose my son and wife and all that kind of good stuff. This isn't about me, but I had a hard time. And a lot of you, sadly, most people these days get divorced, and you probably have similar stories where you lose those kind of things. Well, that happened to me. I had been divorced before, but never did I lose a child and all that because I did never had a, a child with my first wife. Second wife, this one really stung. Well, I ended up moving away. I found a home in another state that I lived at for a while, and Rick was so good to me, even though he stayed in Oxford. I found out after I'd been away a few months, Rick had brain cancer and this guy rick davis i talked to a few times in person over the last three years a portion of his head was missing they'd gone in and done surgery okay and he was more concerned about me than his own dying body and he called me multiple times usually on special occasions let's say right around easter or right around christmas he called me two years ago hey just want to know thinking about you and he also had a son who had been divorced and again i am saluting rick davis because of what kind of guy this guy was i mean he cared more about me and others he wasn't looking for a pity party for himself he was truly being a christian and a just a good friend and i'm going to miss that luckily i have this great interview that i can go back and listen to if you want to hear that interview in its entirety the website is citadel.libsyn.com, and that interview taking you back to December 9th of 2009 when we had that. So December 9th, 2009, Citadel Gray Line, if you want to hear that entire interview. But Rick Davis, Richard Rick Charles Davis, class of 68 from the Citadel, died at the age of 72, and he leaves behind his wife, Jan, daughters, Catherine, Haley, and Abby, and a son, Patrick. And a guy who was a, a great veteran, he served in the Army after the Citadel, he went to law school. In fact, he died at the Mississippi State Veterans Home there in Oxford, Mississippi, after this battle of, with cancer. And I'll be at the funeral today at College Hill Presbyterian Church. See, Rick, I finally made it. I finally made it to College Hill. Well, I, I've been a few times. In fact, I saw Rick the next the last time I was there. He was there, but uh, a great guy, great Yankee slash Southerner. Appreciate that. When we come back, we got a great, I can't call this guy Yankee, but he sure acts like it sometimes, especially when he doesn't show up on the Y'all Show for an original report. But hey, he's in the hospital. He needs our prayers. Jerry Short's going to come back all after the break with us, and we'll have an encore of his interview from two months ago. This is Y'all. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. 
Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text FIRM to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text FIRM to 84888. That's F-I-R-M to 84888. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms. Unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. We're wrapping up today's Y'all Show. It's the General John Rawl, and we normally have original content from Jerry Short right now, but if you missed this, from two months ago, Jerry was on, and he shared the story about a nice gesture he did many, many decades ago that, well, it was paid back and then some when he recently ran into somebody he hadn't seen in more than 50 years, and this was originally from February 18th of this year. Let's go back and hear a portion of this interview with the teller of tales from Tacopola, Jerry Short. The other day, you ran into someone you had not seen in more than 50 years, and that person put a $100 bill in your pocket and refused to take it back. Now, why would somebody do such a thing? Well, I tell you, it's, it made me really appreciative of people. At the same time, it made me a little bit uh, embarrassed of myself for taking the money, but I almost, you know, it was almost a situation where I couldn't deny taking it because the guy was so appreciative on something that happened 51 years ago. And we were uh, in a uh, National Guard unit together, and I didn't know him that well. But what's, what's the guy's he, first name? The first guy's name is Bill. Bill. Okay. And uh, so he came uh, – he, he, I was in a saw, a chainsaw shop. I walked in and he was in there getting a chainsaw. Just the other on. day you were in a chainsaw. Just the other day. And oh. I went in and uh, I went in to see about a boat motor thing and he was getting a chainsaw worked on. And we were talking and, and I almost didn't recognize him because like I said, it had been 50 years plus, 
And so we're sitting there, and, you know, and he kept on, and he said, you know, I couldn't stand being in that dang uh, military that long. How did you stay so long? And I said, well, you know, I just kind of went to different schools and liked it a little bit and enjoyed it. And he said, well, when my obligation was up, I got out. And he said, but I've been looking for you, and this is in a town that I don't uh, – when I left, I left, you know, but I was in a, in a military unit there for a while. But I, uh, he said, you remember the time that I had a crisis, talking about himself, but he had a crisis, and he said, I, no one would help me, and I didn't have a vehicle there. My wife was in the vehicle, and I got a call about her having an accident, and I said, you know, and it was – I have a pretty good memory about things, but it was kind of vague. And, uh, and then it kind of hit me. I remembered it. And he said, he said, ever since that day, I've been wanting to, uh, catch up with you and, and pay you back for what you did. And I said, well, Benny, I don't, I hadn't really, I didn't do anything that I normally wouldn't have done. You know, for anybody he said, you had just bought a new 396 super sports car. And he said, I come around and didn't have a ride, and my wife had had a wreck. And he said, you just took your keys right out of your pocket, and you should take that car parked right out there in the parking lot, and you go now. You've got the problem. He said, how are you going to get home? And I, I live like six fifty miles from this place. And I said, well, if I have to hitchhike, I'll hitchhike. But you got the problem. I don't have the problem. And he remembered word for word. 51 years ago in 68 and i said goodness gracious i said you know it's not that he said i owe you i'm gonna pay you i've said all i've said for 51 years i was gonna pay and when i saw you and i said no we was going out the door at the same time and he pulled his wallet out and i said billy you're not gonna give me anything i don't deserve anything and i said that was i was, I was just helping you out because you was in need and that was a thing to do and and he uh, he ended up taking opening his wallet, and then he stuck. I wouldn't take the money in my hand, so he stuck it down my collar of my shirt. And I didn't look at it, and I said, "Bro, please don't." I said, "He said no. You know, make me happy to take it. I've been wanting to pay you back this long." And so he went on, and he got in his car, and I got in mine. I said, "Well, let me get this whatever this dollar bill or twenty dollar bill out of my collar." I reached down in my collar, and it was a hundred dollar bill. Golly, and, Bill gave you a hundred dollar bill. That's exactly what Bill did. And uh, so uh, I went back inside to the store, to the uh, saw shop, and the guy that uh, owns it. And I was talking. I said, "Look, I can't keep this money." He said, "Look, you've got to keep the money because he wants you to keep the money." He, when you come, when we saw you walk by the door coming this way, I told him, "I said, there comes." Things to tell her tales from Taco Pole. <laughs> That's what everybody come. calls you now around town. <laughs> That's your name now. Yes. So he said, uh, he said, is that is that him? And he said, yeah. And he said, well, I've been wanting to see him for fifty one years. And he said, you can't give it, you can't give it back to him because it'll hurt his feelings and everything else. And you've got to take it. And then later, I found it his wife still walking with a cane and and she did have a serious wreck that day and and so you know i guess not intentionally being good to people what goes around comes around and uh just do what's right 
and uh, it'll come back to you. And so, I mean, that's about all I, I feel. I feel more embarrassed than I do anything else that that I uh, actually took the money. But he wanted to give me the money, so you know what do you do? And uh, is there someone you know, that I think, is there someone out there that you would love to track down and say thank you to them out, that may still oh be gosh. alive? I've got a book full of names that okay. I'd have to go track down, and yeah, it's a lot of people I'd like to thank down. And you know, don't so do it before they pass away on you, because yeah. I think some of my lips would probably be passed away by now. But uh, he caught me probably just before my time. And, <laughs> and but I, you know, it's more it's 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 more for him than for me. Right. Obviously, anybody that can keep something like that inside them for that many years and then reward the person that they wanted to reward. Uh, hey, who knows him, okay? And uh, that's about all that, uh, you know, I, I can say I, I think it's more Billy than it is Takapo. Well, there's an old Gandhi quote about be the change, and it sounds like, Jerry, you were the change, and you made a difference in this person's life a long time ago, and it never left them, and we're so glad. You've proven here today that you're a human because you tear up when it comes to dogs, and you have a little soft spot, and you've helped people out. So, Jerry, if I were St. Peter, I'd let you in the Golden Gate. Well, have you read if you read uh – age 12 yet jerry we appreciate it and thank you that was a great gesture 51 years ago we just need you to have more of those nice gestures here in 2019 how about that i think everybody does and you're exactly right fantastic stuff from the teller of tales from takapolo jerry short that from the february 18th edition of y'all and let's keep jerry in our thoughts and prayers as he's having a little little medical spell here and we hope he'll, he'll be back up and going full steam when we start next week's Monday's edition with The Teller of Tales from Takapola. Well, that will conclude our show for today. I want to thank you all for listening. And again, remember my late friend Rick Davis, who died last week at the age of 72. And I'll be at the funeral at College Hill Presbyterian Church in the Oxford, Mississippi area today for that. And I will be, I at least plan on being right back here with you with an all new show tomorrow. In fact, we've got the barbecue barrister dropping by for a report. And we also have, speaking of stuff coming from Mississippi, we've got a very talented trio of sisters who have a new record out and we'll be doing an interview with Southern Halo. They are part of the CRS tapes feature. And this very talented group from Cleveland, Mississippi will be on with us on the Tuesday Y'all, plus all the other good stuff. That's all on Tuesdays, y'all, with John Rawl. Thanks for listening. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. 
There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 6565. Avant.com, code 6565. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. 